guys. Welcome to the first edition of the Three and Out NFL podcast. I'm your host, John Gruber. Joined with me, my co-host, Moneymaker Chris. Say hello to everyone, Chris. Hey, what's going on, guys? Glad to be here. This is awesome. Good, good to have you, man. Uh, so this is the first episode of the new podcast. Um, we're going to be covering things right now on the season, such as trades, contract talks, cuts. Um, get into a lot of whole, a lot of stuff today. Um, so let's kick it off uh, with uh, Minnesota signing Josh Doxon. Did you have anything about any uh anything you want to talk about on that? Anything cuts that you've heard about? Anything like that? Um, first of all, I'll start off with Josh Doxon. I mean, he that didn't take long for him to um find a new team. And it's interesting he goes there to Minnesota, he reunites with uh with Kirk Cousins. Um, Josh Doxon, I mean, he had so much potential. He was a first round pick and he showed a lot of flashes of his potential, but he never really fully lived up to that potential, so I'm not surprised that the Redskins went on and decided to cut him, especially with some of the uh, young receivers that they've drafted, so um, good for him finding a new home, and I hope he does well with Minnesota. Like I said, he's with a quarterback that he knows. Uh, hopefully he gets some more opportunity. On a quarterback that knows him as well, too. That's very true. That, that, makes, a, that makes a huge difference, so I hope he does well for Minnesota. I, I really do. I mean, I hope he lives up to his potential. Things didn't work out here in uh, Washington with him, so hopefully he does good in Minnesota for the for the Vikings. Yeah, I mean, we've we had a we've had a lot of things happening with with the the trades and the cuts and contracts and things like that. One of the big big surprises to, with me was um, Buffalo cutting Lashawn McCoy. Um, I mean, what were your what were your thoughts on that? We'll get we'll get to. Uh, who he signed with and who signed them, but what were your thoughts on Buffalo getting rid of probably one of their better running backs they've had in a long time? I was very surprised when I saw the news. Um, I first saw it online. I think I saw it on Facebook. I think it was on Facebook when I saw it, but I was like pleasantly surprised. I feel like, you know, Shady McCoy, I mean, he's, well, one time he was one of the, you know, top backs in the league when he was in, you know, Philly and everything, and then here he got cut by the Bills. I was like, Pleasantly surprised. So I guess whoever they got it running back now, I guess they must be pretty, pretty confident in them if they feel like you know they can let Shady McCoy just cut him like that. So I was pleasantly surprised by that. That was one of the most surprising cuts that I heard about. It and and part of me, you know, that that was a surprising one I heard about. And part of me also in my head, I'm like, he's going to get signed mm-hmm. no matter mm-hmm. what. And speaking of that, he got signed by the Kansas City Chiefs. So that puts. Shady McCoy back under his old coach and Andy Reid. Now, my question is, how do you think that is going? Let's admit, Shady McCoy is not the youngest guy out there. No, but not. how do you think him being back under his old coach that he had in Philly is going to affect his performance and his play, which in Buffalo hasn't been the greatest in the past few years? It really hasn't, but I think going back, to Andy Reid, a guy that kind of knows his game, guy that, you know, they obviously together in uh, Philly together. I think he's going to utilize him and play up to his strengths more so than, you know, and kind of hide the weaknesses. Obviously, like, you no, know, he's an older back now, but I think he's going to play up more to his, um, play up more to his strengths. And like I said, Kansas City, they really need a running back after the whole, you know, Kareem Hunt situation went down last year. I think that really cost them because if they had, if Kareem Hunt had been there, remained with the team, 
they could have. They, I think they could have got to go on to the Super Bowl last year. I mean, because they were explosive. They were fun to watch. Patrick Mahomes was like killing it last year. But <laughs> um, yeah, adding Shady McCoy, I think that's really gonna. I think he's really gonna do well with them. I think I think that was a very good move. All the places for him to go, I think that was the best fit. Because if he's going to a coach that knows him, he should know the system and everything. And he's gonna play up to his stuff. I think he's gonna do well for them. Especially if Andy Reid is using the same offensive system he used back in Philly when LaShawn was under him. Mm-hmm. If he if he's got mm-hmm. the same everything, LaShawn's already gonna go in there like, Hey, I got this boss. Exactly. You gotta just hand me the ball. <laughs> let, let, let me let me do my thing. <laughs> yeah, and and I mean and that's that's that, you know, that's one of the things with, you know, LaShawn McCoy is like when he was in everyone was like in Buffalo, he's like, Man, he's he's bad and he's this and the other. I was like, In Philly, he was amazing. You know, he was great. He was. And and you know, Stand on the Philly topic and things like that. Um, another, basically, well, I'll say, prodigal son has returned back home to the Eagles. Uh, the Eagles did sign Deshaun Jackson, mm-hmm. so I think I think this is kind of Deshaun's last hurrah, and I think he wants to retire a a Philadelphia Eagle. Mm-hmm. But um, one of the bigger bigger things that I was shocked about was um, the Seahawks. Got Jadavian, or uh, got Clowney. If, I don't know if you heard about that. And the Seahawks sent over mm-hmm. Arcadius Mingo and Jacob Martin to the Texans, along with a 2020 third round pick. What do you think Clowney is going to bring to that Seahawks uh, defense? Um, we'll go, I'm going to go back real quick. Uh, first, Deshaun Jackson. I like him going back to Philly. Like I said, I think he wants to retire an Eagle. I still think he's one of the best, better deep threats in the game. I mean, he's fallen off a little bit, but I still think he can like take the top off of the defense. So I'm looking forward to um, him being there with uh, Carson Wentz. I think he's going to do well for them. And as far as the Clowney trade with them, that was a very – I mean, they've been talking about him being traded for a while now. For him to go to Seattle – I mean, a team that's known for their defense. I mean, obviously, they're not the Legion of Boom anymore. A lot of those guys, like Richard Sherman <laughs> and all those guys, and Earl Thomas, you know, they're all they're gone now. But they're still a team that's, yeah. you know, known for their defense. And you add Clowney, and he's in a contract year, too. I expect him to ball out for them, man. I expect him to go all out. It might be kind of similar to um, last year when you had Khalil Mack go over to the, um, to the Bears, a guy, you know. You know oh, he sparked that Bears he defense. He sparked big time. <laughs> Big time. I can see Clowney doing very similar, a very similar thing over there with um, Seattle's defense. I mean, that was a very good pickup for them. I feel. And we we got a lot of we got a lot of uh, trades and contract talks and things like that. We'll we'll mention some of them, maybe not discuss a lot of them, but you know we'll discuss a few of the big ones. Um, mm-hmm. What do you feel about Ezekiel Elliott and what's going on with him right now? That's a very interesting situation. Now, he still has two years remaining on his contract. So, I can understand he feels like he's kind of outplayed that contract, but you still got two years remaining. I could see if he had one year remaining, he could make a little bit more sense. But, like I was telling you earlier when we were talking, um... It's tough for running backs. I mean, once they reach a certain age, you know, they only there's going to be a certain point in their career where they're going to make you know a certain amount of money. They get to a certain point, you know, they only get like one, maybe two, like 
big time contract. So I understand Ezekiel wanting his money. And like I said, he's the one that drives that offense, not Dak. That offense is evolved around, you know, Zeke running the football. So um, hopefully he gets his money. I feel he deserves his money. But at the same time, I think he's kind of went about it a little bit the wrong way. Hopefully, you know, like I said, it seems like they're kind of working things out. They said, like, he came back in town, and he's, they're talking about, like, a six-year, possibly, what, $90 million contract for him? $90 million, yep. Yeah, um, yeah, man, he definitely deserves his money, and I think he's def- they're definitely going to get something worked out. Because, like I said, Dallas is going to miss him. If I mean, they talked about, like, they resigned Alfred Morris and this other guy that they drafted, but they're not Zeke. Zeke is the main focus of that offense. And if they expect to, you know, go to where they want to go, they say they want to get to the Super Bowl, they're going to do it with Zeke running the football, not with Dak. I mean, Dak's not a bad player, but he's not the focal point of that offense. I feel it's all about Zeke. So, Yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's, it, it definitely affects him. Like, you know, the quarterback is the forefront of a lot of teams, but you also need that running back, you know, that, that can catch the ball from the backfield, things like that. And I mm-hmm. think – I think D, or, uh, Zeke is is definitely a guy um, for the you know for that team. I just think, um, and and it's it's a it's a thing to say, but I think Antonio Brown has shaped the way players go about contract talks now with uh, the whole holding out for more money and mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. you know I I know it's been done. It's probably been done for years. Oh yeah, without question. It's probably but. The whole thing was, I think, because of the name Antonio Brown was, it really wasn't brought to our attention mm-hmm. until he did it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my whole thing is, how do you think him, do you think him doing that is going to affect the long, in the long run, it's going to affect how coaches and agents and teams all negotiate for these players. And they may look at one of those players and go, you know what, you're not even worth that kind of money. We're going to let you go. And that could end a career sooner than what we would expect it. Yeah, I mean, what Antonio yeah. Brown did to get out of um, Pittsburgh and ended up in Oakland and getting, you know, the contract that he got, I think you're definitely going to see a lot more players kind of, you know, take the ball in their own hands and kind of, you know, pave their own way as far as, you know, their contract is concerned. Because, like I say, a lot of guys, I mean, they were, I think they were talking about this on, like, first take earlier, like, about, like, how a lot of the, um, how the guys, like, in the NBA, when it comes to their contract, they kind of run, the, like, they kind of run the league. It's not the owners and everything. It's not the NBA players. They're kind of taking the ball in their own hands mm-hmm. with their, their contracts and everything, too. And I think we're going to see more of that in the NFL. Like I say, Antonio, Antonio Brown has kind of set the bar for that. Other guys are saying, hey, look what he did. I, I could do the same thing. It's gonna be a blessing. It's gonna be a blessing and a curse. Because like I said, you're gonna have some guys that may not have the talent that Antonio Brown. Had. You know, he's been a headache with all this other stuff that's been going on with him too. But we know his talent. You're gonna have some guys that might not be as talented as he is trying to do the same thing, and it may not work in their favor. It's gonna be kind of those, yeah. one of those fifty-fifty things where it may work for some and may not work for others. But um, it's definitely a game changer for sure. Like I say, you're gonna have that team where it's gonna be like you're gonna get one of those guys like, oh, I want this money. Uh, okay, bye bye. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're, they're, they're, we're say you're gone. We're not. We're not paying you. You're, you're not worth that. Like I say, it's gonna work for what, somebody. What do we, we pay you that for? What? Exactly. Exactly, man. I mean, it, you know, and and like and like you were talking about with the other stuff with him, you know, and, and the whole the helmet situation and, and things like that. It's like I, I get he wants his old helmet, but you also got to understand the league is trying so hard to protect y'all's longevity. 
mm-hmm. protecting your heads, mm-hmm. protecting things like that. And I, I get it. it's, you know, you're not, I'm not going to play unless I can wear my old helmet, but it's like out of all the things you could sit out of practice and threaten not to play on, like your helmet, you're like really dude and, and like i said it's not like this was something that they just like threw out there they said this is they've been letting them know for like the past like few years that they're going to be making these changes to the helmets and it's not like it's just him i mean everybody's having to do it and he was the only one that's really like complaining about it and i kept thinking to myself like okay i get you're comfortable with a certain helmet you've had a certain helmet your whole career and you're comfortable with it i get that don't you think you can figure out a way to... Because they said there was a lot of options. There was like 20, 30-some different options of different helmets out there. You mean tell me you couldn't find a helmet that's comfortable and comparable to you? Or, like, get one of these, you know, companies, you know, Nike, Under Armour. Don't you think they can make, like, a custom helmet or something for you as well? I mean, you got the money. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure these companies would I'll love be, to make obviously. a custom helmet for you. <laughs> exactly. I mean, do you think somebody would want to make a custom helmet for him? Antonio Brown? Say, hey, this is new, the new NFL helmet, you know, for Antonio Brown. These, you know, faces this, you know, new helmet. So I think it was very petty. On Mark, marketing right there, man. Come get the Antonio Brown helmet. There you like, go. I mean, you think companies would be lined up to do that for him, man? Lined up. Yeah. It's, it's definitely, you know, like an interesting thing. Um, sticking more on the, uh, the contract uh, aspect of what we're talking about, mm-hmm. Miles Jack. For the Jaguars, got an extension of four years at fifty-seven million thirty-three guaranteed. Oh wow! I now that I one. think Miles Jack is a. Pl- I think he's a game changer, mm-hmm. especially in in what has been referred to as Saxonville. Mm-hmm. So I definitely think he's he's worth the money. Um, one of the shocking things, I don't know if you heard about it today, was the Colts, I think it was today or yesterday, went out and signed Brian Hoyer to fill in this Andrew Luck spot. I did hear about that. But, I did hear about that. What I thought was funny was they have Jacoby Brissett, and later, earlier today, the Colts extended Jacoby Brissett for two years at $30 million. My whole thing is, is do you think they did that because Brissett looked at this and go, well, you're going out and signing Brian Hoyer? Brian Hoyer, why? I'm your starting quarterback. Do you think they kind of gave him that money as like a safety to say, hey, yeah, you still are our starter, but this is just an insurance policy? Oh, without question, man. Without question. Like I said, because you looked at it like, hey, this guy's getting this money. He said, what about me? So they said, hey, we got to do something for him, too. Because like I said, you got to, in the NFL these days, you got to have more than one quarterback. Because I can't, like I said, if your quarterback goes down, you don't have a solid backup. You're screwed. So you got to have that insurance policy because the luck thing just kind of came out of nowhere. I mean, we knew he was dealing with a lot of injuries and everything, but nobody thought he was going to actually, like, retire and everything. So they had to do something. So, they, like I said, you got Jacoby. He's your main guy. He's your star. You had to go out and get somebody else to, you know, to back him up. You can't just put all your eggs in one bat. You have to have more than one quarterback. So I can't, you know, blame him for going out there giving uh, Brian Hoyer his money, too. So you can have a, a good insurance policy. So if something happens to... Uh, Jacoby, you know, you have some backup, somebody that can, you know, fill in and fill that void for him. Yeah, yeah de- most definitely, most definitely, man. A little bit more about some news. Uh, Kiko Alonso got traded to the Saints, a big name in Miami, going over to New Orleans. Okay. We got cool. kicker Graham Gano for the Panthers is out for the season. Oh, wow. And in a shocker was for me, Demarius Thomas, five-time Pro Bowler, was released by the Patriots. 
So it, it's definitely a lot of a lot of stuff going on with trades and cuts and contracts and things like that. Um, what do you, how do you think? Where do you think Thomas will end? I don't know if he's ended up in any place, but uh, that's a big name when you look at wide receivers. Uh, you know, Demarius Thomas at, at doing things. You know, at least I believe he's a wide receiver. Yeah, he is a wide receiver. Yeah, but because he was he was big time in Denver, so I was surprised that you know they they would um let him go. That's crazy, man. I, some, somebody's gonna definitely pick him up for sure, man. Is it, where where do you see him going? Just based on his his uh his talent on the field, where do you think he would be a good a good fit? Ooh, that's a good question. I'm trying to think of somebody. <laughs> I could use a good wide receiver. Um, I mean Buffalo, but and I think Buffalo might have the, the cap space to sign them. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, they might. They might have the cap space. They might not. Um, always go to Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers throwing to him. That might be nice. That would be nice. That might definitely be nice. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's definitely, it's already been a, a, a hectic uh Oh, wait a minute, hold on, hold on. He's, he's with the, um, he got released by Houston. He's with the, he's with the, um, he signed with the Patriots. He's with the Patriots. Marius Thomas did sign with the Patriots? He did sign, yeah, I looked it up. I just looked it up now. He's with the Patriots. Oh, okay, well, I thought they cut him, but I guess no, he signed No, him. no, okay. no, yeah, he's, he's with the Patriots, yep. Okay, then. All right, so. There you go. So he he might nervous. do well there getting under being thrown to by Tom Brady, hey, can't go wrong with that. No, not at all, man. So good, good for him, man. Like I said, he's a, he's a very, he's got a very underrated receiver. He's very talented. So, I mean, de- definitely, definitely, very, very talented. One of the things that you and me brought up in discussion, um, referring to the Colts, was the Andrew Luck retiring. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely a shock to a lot of us, you know. But like you said, you know, we as football fans, we know. He's been dealing with a lot. He, he has been injured. Yeah. And, I mean, this is a guy who I saw in college level a, a linebacker and make him fumble. You know, so Andrew Luck is, 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 a, is a stocky boy. He, you know, he was made for the sport. It's just, I don't, I think if he was healthy, I think the Colts would be in a lot better position than they have been in the past few years. Mm-hmm. Um, my whole thing is I have a few questions, you know, discussion topics on this one. Uh, How do you think that's going to affect the Colts season? It's definitely going to affect them because if they had him healthy, they definitely could be, you know, you know, Super Bowl contenders. They had a really good team uh, last year. They were contenders last year, but, um, and they had made improvements this year as well. So I could have definitely seen them being contenders, but I think they're definitely going to, you know, they're gonna fall back now. I mean, no disrespect to Jacoby, but he's no, he's no, he's no Andrew Luck. So they definitely gonna. No, take he's, a he's ma- really not. You know, they they definitely gonna take a major step back unless they do one of those surprise teams that just kind of come out of nowhere and kind of rally. You know, with the guys they have, but I definitely see them struggling this year. I mean, it, it's it's definitely gonna be a struggle for. I mean, like I said, we they've done it a lot without luck. You know, for sometimes half a season, sometimes a full season. You know, he hasn't been the healthiest of of quarterbacks out there. But um, I definitely do see it as, as a drawback because you're going from a guy, a lot of these guys knew in the in the locker room. I mean, don't even, they try new Jacoby because I think Jacoby's been there at least one or two years. Mm-hmm. Um, so they know they know Brissett, but it's just Andrew Luck versus Brissett. They're, they're two different animals. You yeah, know, it's, I, it's hey, man. two different. Exactly, exactly. You know, they both have their – they're different ways of, you know, play style, their throwing style. 
you know, things like that. And it's just, I think if Andrew Luck had been healthy at his, most of his career, I think you, you would see the Colts with a lot of super, I think you'd, you'd see him with a few Super Bowl rings. Oh, without question, man. He definitely could have got a couple of rings for the Colts. Um, another thing is, do you see him coming back and playing, um, maybe with a year of recuperation or, because I think he said he was mentally, just mentally exhausted and drained. Um, my whole thing is with a year of rest, do you possibly see him maybe come back as a player or maybe coaching in the future? I mean, you learn to say never say never. I mean, it's definitely a possibility. I mean, I I don't I see him maybe taking a couple of years off. I think even maybe two to three years maybe. But um, I don't see him coming back right away, but maybe down the line. I never even thought about him as a coach, actually. That would be kind of interesting, being like a – quarterback coach or maybe an offensive coordinator and then eventually maybe be a head coach or something like that. That'd be interesting, but um, I don't see him coming back right away. I think he might would take at least two years off, two full years off to like fully recovering and maybe, you know, maybe he might get that itch again to want to come back. I give him two years. Two, you think two years? I give him, I give him two full years of recovery, kind of backing away for a little bit, getting fully healthy, two full years away from the game, and then he, he may consider it. I mean, I, I definitely uh, definitely see him possibly coming back. I see him maybe more coaching than coming back and, and maybe be, being that player, but um, definitely we forgot to do one thing. I know you're, you're a big uh, D.C. sports guy, mm-hmm. um, so mm-hmm. most likely you're a Redskins fan, but mm-hmm. uh, how, tell you a little bit about the, tell yourself to the people a little bit, uh, how long have you been a football fan? Have you always been a Redskins fan? I've always been a Redskins fan, man. I mean, I grew up, I mean, watching, you know, my mom, cousin, uncles and everything. You know, I was just around. Everybody was, you know, cheering for the Redskins. I mean, we had a few Dallas fans, but a majority of my family, they were Redskins fans. And, you know, I just grew up watching the game. Now, before I really kind of, I mean, I would watch football. But base, mm-hmm. I was, my first love was, like, baseball and basketball. Those were my two, like, favorite sports. Those are the ones I knew and understood more. I, I would watch football, but I didn't fully, like, always grasp and understand the game until I got older. But, um, yeah, I was always a, um, always a Redskins fan. But, um, I would Sometimes I would cheer for the Packers because I was a big uh, – Brett Favre fan, he's like my all-time favorite oh, quarterback. Yeah, yeah I, had his, here, man. I had, I had, I had, man, I had his jersey, I had his poster, even on one of my birthday kicks. I had a Brett Favre birthday kick with a little figure and everything. When I was a huge, there, Favre, there you go, there yeah, you I was go. a huge Brett Favre fan, man. So I would, you know, I had some love for the Packers, and also for um when Mike Vick first was in Atlanta, um I had love for them too. Just watching Mike Vick out on the football field was also um. The thing of beauty watching him play, man. But yeah, always like my main team has always been, um, always been the Redskins. So. Yeah, I mean, definitely couldn't have happened in this household. But uh, I mean, I, I grew up kind of basically. Uh, I was like you. I was a baseball guy. Mm-hmm. You know, and I found mm-hmm. I, you know I would go out and I saw you know a bunch of kids in the neighborhood playing football, and I'm like, okay, I've seen on TV, you know, stuff like. That. And the first time I ever played football with them, I volleyed the football like a, a volleyball. So I was like, I don't want him coming near me. And then the guy's like, you need to catch it. And I'm like, all right, well, so I catch it. And it was like, we were on defense. And I was like, okay, what? And they go, just run that way. Don't let anybody touch you. And I said, okay. Mm-hmm. So I'm starting to, I'm like juking and just bending my body and contorting different ways, making sure nobody touched me or whatever. Mm-hmm. 
And then so we were on offense, and the guy caught uh, – or we were on defense again, and the guy caught the ball. And he goes, you know, I'm sitting there, and I'm, like, pushing the guy. And they go, you know you can hit him. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> I can so I would start I would start driving my shoulders into people. and Because I was a bigger kid growing up. You right, know? Right, so right, I, right. I was right. – but you know, I, same with you. Like I idolized Brett Favre. I, I you know, I Kurt Warner was another big guy. Mm-hmm. I was I was a huge fan of mm-hmm. because you know we didn't have ball we didn't have football in Baltimore for a you know a while. Right, right, right. You right. know, so there wasn't there wasn't a team for me to choose. So I grew up you know kind of cheering for the Dow the Dallas Cowboys, and I was also you know like a player. I was a player fan. So Favre, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. guys like that, and you know, I never understood you know the whole Baltimore and and uh, Cleveland history but right. you know we'll discuss that in another episode from, yeah 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 that's a whole other oh, conversation that's a whole show yeah, that's a whole show definitely but, uh, man, definitely. um you know when and, and that was me growing up you know I was, I was a big baseball guy but then i found that you know love for football and then mm-hmm. you know i started playing a lot more with the kids growing up and mm-hmm. and you know and, and just loving the sport you know and, and you love any sport you play but i'm uh, baseball is still my number one. Oh yeah but you yeah. know i'm I'm a Ravens fan, and you know I'm still a player fan. I'm a big fan of Pat Mahomes. Oh, yeah, um, he reminds me of a young Brett Favre, actually. He he just reminds me. He, he's I think he's going to be a Hall of Famer. Um, you know he was my first round fantasy pick last year, and everyone's like first round really. I was like, yeah, with him not doing anything the season before, I took him first round, and I got lucky. <laughs> yeah, I took I took it. He was my first pick this year for my draft. I, I went with him, man. <laughs> I, I can't blame you on that one. Uh, yeah, I mean, and actually, that's a good little segue we got into. Um, how did you how did you fare in your fantasy football uh, draft that you probably had? <laughs> um, I did. I actually did pretty good. Let me. Actually, I got my team here. I did pretty good. So for my um, let's see, I got for my I got Patrick Mahomes. I got uh, Derrick Henry. Um, I got Darius Geis. Um, I got Sammy Watkins. Um, I got Mike Evans, uh, Jordan Reed, Adrian Peterson. Um, I got Texans defense. I got uh, Mason Crosby for my kicker. Uh, on my bench, I got Drew Brees, Chris Thompson, Larry Fitzgerald, Deshaun Jackson, and I got the um, Broncos defense. Okay, so not a bad little, not a bad little squad there. Oh, and I got the tight end from uh, Cleveland, uh, Noki Jokey. I got, I got him too. Okay, let me pull up mine here real quick and see. How many, how many, how many teams are in your league? Um, we get this is a, one I do with JX. It's a 10, 10, 12 team league. I think this one's like a ten league. Yeah, I so I'm like ten or twelve. Yeah, like ten team league. I ended up going Jared Goff, Le'Veon mm-hmm. Bell, uh, Sony Michelle, Robert Woods, Calvin Ridley, Evan Ingram, Sammy Watkins, Rams defense, and uh, Harrison Butker. Mm-hmm. And then on my bench, I got Larry Fitzgerald, Tom Brady, LaShawn McCoy, Eric Ebron, uh, Deshaun Jackson, the Ravens defense, and uh, Tyrell Williams from Oakland. Okay. Not bad. But, I mean, it- it's gonna be a it's gonna be a nice little interesting league. Um, do you think do you see anybody being a sleeper player that anybody out there should be watching? I mean, we're we're probably no one to give advice on fantasy football, but do you kind of see maybe a sleeper player out there or someone you know late in the season that's gonna blow up? There are a lot of people gonna be trying to trying to get at and pick up. 
I may sound like a bit of a homer on this one, but watch out for <laughs> but watch out for Darius Geis. I think he's gonna be okay. motivated this year. I think like I say he missed his rookie season because of the injury last year. Watch out for him. I like the way he was running the ball in that uh, preseason game, game he played against Atlanta. He looked really good. Watch out for him because people always go you know, running backs in fantasy football. Watch out for him this year. I think he's going to have a big season this year. Now, you being a Redskins fan, um, we, we all know that in the past in the NFL draft, the Redskins have not. They, they've screwed the pooch sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> Um, one of your biggest names that y'all got, y'all got to me, y'all got two impressive. And uh, yeah, Montez Sweat, mm-hmm. and you had Haskins. Mm-hmm. Now, my question is, do you see Haskins stepping foot at any point in the on the field as a starter role this season? It all depends on how. Um... Case Keenum does. If he comes in and plays really well, if he plays like he did a couple of years ago for Minnesota and he's successful like that, then we won't see Haskins, you know, anytime this year. But if he comes in and he struggles, I definitely see them putting um putting Haskins um in there at some point in the season. But um yeah. It all depends on what Case Keenum does, I feel. I mean, I definitely, I think, you know, it'll, it'll definitely, like you said, be, it'll definitely be on how Keenum does. Um, personally, the Redskins got one of my favorite. I'm a big Texas Longhorn guy, so seeing Colt McCoy out there maybe starting would be a little bit, I'd, I'd probably cheer for the Redskins a little bit. But, oh, yeah, good old Colt McCoy. How do you think your team looked during the uh, the preseason? They looked okay, um, especially the starting defense. Um, the defense made some good, um, both against Cincinnati and even in the game against um, Atlanta, the defense looked really good. Um, that's, I think, is going to be the key to their success this year. If they can play solid defense and run the football, I mean, look at the defense. They got the big boys up front. You got Jonathan Allen and um, Deron Payne. You picked up Larry um, London Collins from the Giants. And I think the defense is going to be what's going to carry them this season. Because last year, before Alex Smith got hurt, we were playing good defense and they were running the ball. We were 6-3. and three. Alex Smith gets hurt, then they went the season, basically. So it all depends on how good a defense they play and running the ball. I mean, you look at our running backs. We got Darius Geis, we got Adrian Peterson, we got Chris Thompson. That's three backs that's going to be a problem for some defenses this year. The combination of those guys is going to be some serious... Serious problems for defenses this year. So, like I said, if we can play good defense and run the ball, we got a shot this year. But if they can't play any defense and, you know, we get inconsistent quarterback play, that's another thing. We got to get consistent, competent quarterback play. If they can get some competent quarterback play, run the ball, play good defense, sky's the limit for them. Because they got good players. They just got to, you know, they just got to go out there and execute. Yeah, we won't talk about quarterbacks in, in the Baltimore situation because we got ourselves a halfback quarterback. But you know. <laughs> <laughs> pretty, pretty much. personally, I think we would have done we would have done a hell of a lot better last year if we had taken out Lamar Jackson against uh, the Chargers and put in Flacco. Cause yeah, because he's more, he more experienced. He's been there and he's done it before. I mean, I like Lamar Jackson. But he's got to get better from the pocket. I mean, we know he can run and everything. That's all great, but you got ultimately as a quarterback, you've got to be able to drop back and throw that football. 
And that's what San Diego knew. San Diego knew we had a playbook that was going to be running for him. Mm-hmm. It was running. They were blitzing Joey Bosa. Mm-hmm. They at the line. They did that because they knew they were going to fluster that young man, and he was mm-hmm. going to run. Mm-hmm. He was going to fall right into their trap. He fell right into the trap. He took the bait. So I definitely, I definitely want to see what my team does, but I don't know if there's much hope. Baltimore doesn't seem to be going. It's not having a good uh, sports uh, season yet. Mm-hmm. I mean, y'all did have some good pickups. I mean, y'all put the Mike Ingram, you got him at running back, you got Earl Thomas and everything. But like I say, it's, it's all going to put on Lamar Jackson. Like, what, what does he ultimately do? Does he take that next step? I mean, they've been saying he's getting better in the pocket and, and they're working on with him and things like that. And it, and from what I've heard, I think he, they said uh, Michael Vick's been working with him personally or something like that. So, I mean, it's, it'll definitely see what the, the changes are to his game. Um. Yeah, it, it'll definitely be something to watch. Mm-hmm. It's a work in progress. So as we know, as we know, the opening season, the opening game is this Thursday. Oh yes, we got Chicago against Green Bay. What do you see going on in that game? That's going to be a very interesting game. Like I said, the Bears came on very strong last year, especially with that defense and everything. And I see them picking right up where they. Where they left off. And then on the other side, you got the Packers. They got their new club coach over there. You know, Mike McCarthy's no longer with them anymore. But, I mean, like we were talking about on the other show, but uh, you, you don't bet against, like, Mike Trout. I don't bet against Aaron Rodgers. You know that pack. I mean, you know that, um, that Bears defense is going to be tough. I figure Aaron Rodgers, he's going to have a bounce back year this year. I, I have the Packers. I mean, that game could honestly go either way, but... I have a hard time betting against Aaron Rodgers, man. <laughs> I really do, man. The guy is amazing. Yeah. So it's going to be a close, hard-fought game, and I think the Packers are going to pull it out in the end. You think? You think the Packers? See, I got. I like. I like Mitchell. I, I think he's you know good quarterback. That defense for Chicago is just it's brutal. It's something it's brutal. else. Yeah, yeah, but, they're uh, definitely brutal. They they they're going they're going yeah, to bring it to um, Rodgers for sure. But he he he's he going to find a way. I think. I mean, he always finds a way. Speaking of, uh, we were talking, you mentioned Mike Trout. He just uh, tied the MLB home run lead with uh, with uh, Bellinger and Pete Alonso with 44. See, see there you go. <laughs> yeah, dude, <laughs> we were just talking just about came that. Across, we, we were talking, talking about, about that, that. We said, don't put against Mike Trout. And there you go. Never disappointed, so, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, it, I think Thursday is definitely going to be, it's going to be fun to watch. Um, you know, and that's the whole thing. You can't bet against Aaron Rodgers. Just like, as much as it hates me to say it, Tom Brady, they both find a way to get it done. They find, yeah, like I said, love them or hate them, they, they find a way. They, they're winners. <laughs> the football gods smiled down upon them. Yes, most definitely. Um, where do you think – oh, wait, let me see. Okay. Um, who do you think is a team to watch this season? Ooh. Um, let me see. A couple of teams. I definitely, I mean, we know, we saw what they did last year. They got to the um, AFC Championship game. I think the Chiefs continue to improve this year. I think they take that next step this year. They're definitely a team to keep an eye on. Watch out for Cleveland. They are loaded on both sides of the ball. Um, I like what they're doing over there. I like Baker Mayfield. I like what he brings to the, to the table. I see them definitely 
being a potential playoff team this year. Um, let's see. Who else? Um, I think the, um, continue to look out for the Saints. I think the Saints is definitely going to be up there. Houston. Look out for Houston with, um, Deshaun Watson and, um, Hopkins, who's one of the most underrated receivers. The guy, he went the whole season last year and did not drop a pass. That's insane to me. <laughs> he caught like a hundred plus balls and did not drop a pass last year. So watch out for Houston and Jacksonville. I like Nick. They actually have a quarterback now and Nick Foles. Look out for them this year too. Yeah, Nick Foles will. I think Nick Foles will be a game changer of that team. Uh, big time. Much better definitely. than Blake. Um, Blake Bortles. He does, that's, that's a big upgrade. Uh, yes, yeah, I mean, see, I agree with you on most of those teams. Like you know. The Chiefs and 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 things like that is um who do you think are players to watch in this league coming up and this and this exciting uh, NFL season we hope to have. Um, like I mentioned, um Baker Mayfield, I don't think he's gonna take another step this year. Um, Patrick Mahomes is another guy that's keeping out. I think he's gonna take another step this year. Uh, Deshaun Watson. I think he's going to take another step this year. Clowney, he's in a contract year. I think he's going to have a big year for um, big year for Seattle. Um, Antonio Brown, um, it's going to be interesting to see him. I mean, he doesn't got Big Ben throwing him the ball anymore. So he's got, um, he's got Derek Carr throwing him the ball now. Derek Carr. Yeah, so we're going to see how he um, does with that. And... Yeah, those are the main ones I can think of off the top of my head. Oh, um, Pittsburgh, um, Drew Smith-Schuster, I like him a lot. I think he's going to have a big season. Him and um, James Conner. I mean, you lose Bell and you lose Antonio Brown and you put in James Conner and Juju. They're not those guys, but they're pretty good replacements, I feel. so. No, but play, and I mean, and that's the whole thing with, with Bell is like you had Steelers Shane. Oh, my God, we lost Bell. Who is he? You know, James Conner with this, that, and the other. I was like, James Conner showed up and stepped up and said, uh, Bell who? Exactly. You're not thinking about Le'Veon Bell in Pittsburgh anymore. He's like, Bell, exactly. Like you said, Bell who? Bell Bell who? What? Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. And and that's what I like to see. You know, I like to see those guys. Like, greatest example of that, of a player stepping up, was Tom Brady. Mm Mm-hmm. Who was Drew Bledsoe got injured or, or for the Patriots, and you had this young baby faced guy, you know, kid showing up. And he basically stepped up and said, "You know what? I'm gonna show y'all why, mm-hmm. and who you know, and who I'm gonna be." And and I thought, you know, it's it's still it's one of those great you know great things. Um, and you were you also had mentioned. Um, Houston being a team to look out for, I also think it's going to be interesting because one of the deal, uh, deals we didn't cover was uh, Miami sent Laramie Tunsil and Kenny Stills to Houston. And in return, they got two first-round picks in the second round. So you now got Tunsil and Stills down there in Houston. So that'll be – definitely Houston's going to be a team to watch. Yeah, without question, man. I mean, those are definitely two good moves for them. That definitely going to – Help them out as well. And um, another team to watch. I don't know how good they're going to be record-wise, but I'm very curious to see how um, Kyler Murray does for Arizona. That's going to be very interesting to see how he plays. Like I said, I don't know how good Arizona's going to be, but I think he's going to 
play well. I think I'm curious to see how he. You adapts. think you think he'll be a player to you think he'll be a player to watch to see how well he does, or you think he's going to be a player to watch because he's going to make you watch him? I think he's because he has a coach there that's going to I think cater to his strengths and everything. They're going to design an offense and everything that's going to be based around his skill set. He's going to be exciting to watch. I mean, when was the last time Arizona really had a like a really good like? Probably since Kurt Warner was there, they've had a really good, consistent, you know, quarterback play. So, I mean, as but as we see in Baltimore, that could also be the downfall. I mean, that's what they did with Lamar. True, they did a playbook True. based around and and then, you know that's my whole thing is is you know Kyler Murray. I, I think he's gonna think he'll he'll be okay, but I, I don't think he's gonna be one of those guys. That's, you're gonna watch him to see what he does because he was a big name in the draft. I don't think he's gonna be one of those guys where it's like I'm playing so well, I'm gonna make you. Watch yeah, I don't no. think he's. I don't think he's going to be like a Patrick Mahomes or anybody like that. But he's definitely somebody yeah. I'm going to be keeping an eye on to see how he adapts and everything. I'm saying he's going to. Yeah, be yeah, exactly. and, and that's what that's what I think it's going to be. Yeah, it's it's going to be more of oh, okay, let's see what he does. Not it's I'm giving you a reason to to watch. Him. Yeah, I don't expect him like to take the league by storm or anything like that. But just somebody just to keep an eye on throughout the season, just to see how he plays. I'm just curious to see how he adapts to the you know the pro game. Yeah, I mean it, it'll definitely be uh, definitely be something. So, um, I think what are we? Do you know what we're at with the time here? Uh, the time we're at uh, forty-one minutes so far. I mean, I think that sounds about good to, to close it up. What do you think? Yeah, man. Let's you got let's you got let's you got anything else you wanted to um, discuss? Well, I mean, uh, I got one more question. We I wanted to pose it out to the listeners out there. Can they they can uh, we, we'll give our Twitters out in a few minutes. But uh, mm-hmm. it's definitely a question I want to pose to them and anyone who's, who listens to this. They they can reply back to us with their answers. Maybe some questions as well. But mm-hmm. um, one of the big questions I ask a lot of people is um, with the career that Philip Rivers has had, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, do you see him being? As soon as he's eligible for Hall of Fame, getting in, being like first balloter, or do you think a ring eluding him prevents that from happening? I like that when you answer that, because that's a very interesting question. Because you look at his career and you look at his numbers and everything, his numbers scream like first ballot Hall of Famer. But yeah. I don't think he's going to be, I think the ring thing is definitely going to hurt him. But I feel also, if he'd at least gotten to a Super Bowl, I think, and even if he didn't want to ring, if he'd at least gotten there, I think that would have definitely helped his case more. Because you look back at that um, 2004 draft, we had Eli Manning. He's won two Super Bowl rings. You got Ben Roethlisberger as well. He got two Super Bowl rings. Philip Rivers, he's never even, I don't even think he's even gotten to an AFC Championship game. As talented as he is, and he's had some good teams and stuff around him, I think that's going to hold him back from being a first ballot. Actually, didn't they make the championship game last year? Or no? Uh, the AFC Championship game? No, it was um, yeah. when did New England and Kansas City in the AFC Championship? Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. I thought I thought that's what they, I think they played the Ravens in the wild card game. Yeah, they did. Yeah, that, that was the wild card yeah, yeah. game. But um, but yeah, like I said, that's that's the only thing that's gonna hold him back is the um, not at least get, like I said, not at least getting to a Super Bowl. Especially like I said, you look back at that draft, the other people that came out with him. They both have multiple Super Bowls, yeah. and he's never even been to at least one. So, the numbers scheme first ballot Hall of Famer, but I think he's probably he's going to get in, but probably just not on the first ballot, unfortunately. Yeah, and and, and I mean that's and it's 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 one of those leagues, you know. It's one of those things where it's like 
rings matter, and and that's what you know. When I ask people, you know, they tell and you know, I ask them, why do you think Tom Brady is the greatest of all time? Oh, well, he's got this many rings, and I was like, yes, but a ring is a team accomplishment, not an individual one. So mm-hmm. it's a shame that a, a team accomplishment, eluding Philip Rivers, stops him from being into the Hall of Fame or first balloter, in my opinion, mm-hmm. not with it, just not his stats alone. You know, and, and that's what you know. The man puts up consistently great numbers every season. Mm-hmm. You know, he mm-hmm. is fourth or fifth in most of the quarterback categories. Mm-hmm. Um, but mm-hmm. I mean, even still, like it, I, I don't think or like Fran Tarkenton went to four straight Super Bowls and didn't win one. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's all but, but he went to four straight. He went to so four. That, he he, 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 at least got, he at least got there exactly. And they, they always grade quarterbacks differently. They look at quarterbacks as like you know how many Super Bowl rings you got. You know, they, they look at that. They grade quarterbacks differently more so than they grade other players and teams and stuff like that. So, unfortunately, that's gonna, I think that's the one thing that's going to hold him back, even though he deserves, like, so you look at his numbers, they scream first ballot Hall of Famer. So. Yeah, and, 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 and I mean, and that's not, not hating on Tom Brady, not, not dissing Tom Brady, but it's just, I think he's had too much of, you know, the, the cheating and the, the flake gate. And things. Yeah, exactly. I've had too much of that to be, called the especially be called the greatest of all time like there are plenty of other quarterbacks i would put ahead of tom brady yeah, he, play no more quarterbacks. And, he may be the best winner as far as a quarterback is concerned but as far as like talent they're playing quarterbacks that are way more talented you know than what tom brady is but they're gonna now, put him in that conversation though regardless whether we like it or not he's gonna be in that conversation as one of the all-time greats so i'll i'll put him as greatest modern day quarterback like great yeah. in the past decade modern day football yeah but to me, greatest of all time, you're going to last. You're going to do well in your in your decade and decades past. And I think in the in the era of Lawrence Taylor, Tom Brady would have died. Yeah, any era where they were like able to hit the quarterback like that, he he would not yeah. have made it. Unfortunately, he, he would he wouldn't have been making. And and that's the whole thing. And 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 like with the Philip Rivers conversation, you look at you mentioned Eli Manning. Two Super Bowls. Mm-hmm. Who did he beat in those Super Bowls? Tom Brady. That's huge. Say what you want about Eli Manning. He's got two Super Bowl rings, and he beat Tom Brady twice in the Super Bowl. Not even, not even that, but he beat almost having perfect season. The perfect season. Yeah, that, that's that's yeah. He beat the perfect the undefeated Patriots. Yes. And and that's and and that shows a lot about. Yeah, everyone's like, oh, you know, his defense put him in there, but Eli Manning's got to throw the ball. He's mm-hmm. got to get it to his receivers. He's also, if you remember that one game, he he was in a pile of men, and all of a sudden he he swivels out, spins around, and still has the wherewithal and, and the mindset to throw the ball downfield. Didn't even take the sack, mm-hmm. and when in the cluster that he was in, he should have been tackled. Mm-hmm. Definitely, <laughs> but he threw the ball downfield. He he got the play. He got it done, and that's in it. And you know, and like you said, they judge quarterbacks differently than they judge other players. Oh, without question, man. But I just think I, I hate to think that based on his career, a ring eluding him is going to prevent it. But I, it's from what I've asked other people, it, it that seems to be the consensus is that without the ring, he's not going to be as soon as he's eligible. Okay, we're putting him in, kind of thing. Now. Do I see maybe Philip winning one maybe in the next one to two years if he's still around? Maybe, but you got a hell of a lot of teams out there that are hungry now. Mm-hmm. And you got a hell of a lot of teams who have changed up their wide receivers, their defenses. 
things like that. And it's just, it's going to be an interesting season, I think. And that's definitely a question that I want to pose to anyone who, who's listening to this and, you know, and they can definitely hit us up with their answers and anything that they want to, um, want us to ask or cover, you know? So, um, closing out the show, man, is there anything you want to, um, want to plug or, or pitch or anything like that? So, I mean, go ahead. Um, um, yeah, man. Um, you guys can follow me on Twitter at moneymaker, Chris, um, as well as my Instagram, DC sports fan, 23, um, check out my writing. I write uh, medium.com slash at broken moneymaker. Uh, support me on Patreon, patreon.com slash moneymaker Chris. I put two new football articles up on there, my top five NFL players of all time. And I also talked about the infamous uh, Rose Bowl game between Texas and uh, USC. Um, check out my Facebook page for my writing, The Cash-In, as well as, uh, Football and Friends. That's for all my football talk. I'll be putting my picks up for this, um, week one NFL games. Me and my good friend Amber, we're going to be picking games this week. That should be fun. And I got a lot of merch for sale. I got t-shirts, hoodies. I got stuff, you know, to get you ready for the football season. You know, promoting my blog as well as, you know. Repping your team, you know, I got stuff for Skins fans, Ravens fans, Giants fans. If you don't see your team, let me know. I can work on it at uh, storefrontier.com slash writer315. I also got mugs and phone cases as well on teespring.com slash store slash moneymakerchris. And, oh, also check out the um, Grand Slam podcast. Um, we just wrapped up the latest episode. Um, that should be out real soon. It's on the TV Zone Network. Also, where you'll be able to find this podcast as well. Uh, check that out. It's on iTunes and SoundCloud. And um, big shout out to Jay, man. We appreciate you, man, for this wonderful opportunity to get to do this football show. Hey, so, major props to Jay, man. Much love to you, man. Good brother, man. Good brother. Uh, you guys can um, reach to me out on, on uh, Twitter at HoovianDude32. Um, I mean, really, this is the only social media I use prior for this. Um, we will be getting our own Twitter for the show. Mm-hmm. Right, Chris? Yeah, yeah Jay's man. Working Jay's working on that, so we'll get that up real soon to you guys, and we'll let you know what that is. Probably, you know, definitely by the next episode, we'll definitely, you know, have that up. So up and definitely, you guys, guys up yeah, there. tweet us your questions, tweet us your answers to anything that we cover. Mm-hmm. Um, again, thanks for listening. It, our, it's my first podcast, so I hope you all enjoyed it. Uh, you did a great job, man. Great job to you, man. You did a good job, man. I'm proud of you. I told you you got this, man. I told you. So definitely, uh, definitely look forward to two weeks. Uh, we'll be releasing a new one covering the first full week of the NFL. Mm-hmm. And what happens in week two on Sunday and Monday night games. Also making the predictions for that Thursday night. And we'll possibly have more football news, predictions, and sleeper players as well. Um, it's been a great show, Chris. Uh, everyone, moneymaker Chris joining me. I'm John Gruber. And uh, we're signing out, guys. <laughs> hey, peace out. See you in two weeks. <laughs>